first time ever. Hear you loud and clearly. Uh, and it was going place. That stuff's great. But the game is not a roguelike. Boomer shooter. <laughs> Bang. Hello, this is John St. John, and you're listening to KWEP In The Keep, bringing you all the hits from the finest in the world of gaming and entertainment. Now sit back and relax as the drowned god Cathala lulls your mind with the tastiest talk in town. Welcome to another chapter of In The Keep podcast. I'm your very own prophet of the drowned god, the Motherlode. The Keep is a collective of gaming enthusiasts compelled by the drowned god Cathala to frag and jib one another into oblivion for all eternity. Alright, so I, I know that I announced, like, no new episode for Christmas, and potentially I lied, because... I would like to take this opportunity to just talk to you guys straight up, you know, me to you. No guests, no fucking anything in between us, just good old motherload and good old you, the guest. So, we got a lot to talk about. It's been an absolutely insane year. It's been, uh, it's been 2020, like, we've had everything fucking going on, we've had covid all the political drama we've had numerous numerous things go on within the gaming community that i'm not going to get into like i I don't i don't plan on talking about any of that stuff i don't want to get into the drama like you guys know me the dramatic bullshit can just fucking sit off to the side but 2020 has been an amazing year i want to focus on the good things so let's start off with realms deep when Fred Schreiber first reached out to me, uh, you know, with Realm's Deep, he was like, uh, you know, here's the name of the guest that'll be potentially featured. Would you be interested in this? And I'm like, a fucking course I would. It was the greatest opportunity that's ever crossed my fucking threshold since maybe I was born. Maybe since I, ever. Like, it was so cool. You know, I, I, I still to this day, and I'm not going to say regret, but I wish I'd been awake for the uh, John Romero interview. It just kind of happened so quickly. But um, if I could have picked anyone to, you know, interview John Romero in my stead for this podcast, Jahar would be the obvious choice. And I, I hope that you guys all respected that, took that into consideration as you listen to it. Because Jahar is truly my hero, man. Like, I, I really love him. Truly. I, I love him. I, I love his family. I love everything that guy fucking does. And he he really knocked it out of the park. And I can't thank him enough for stepping in and taking over in the Keep Podcast for that episode. Because the true circumstances, if you guys are actually interested in this, and if you're not, just skip over it. But, like, I you know, I work shift work. I, I have a crazy-ass fucking real-life job. And I stayed up all fucking day talking to Fred about, like, when are we going to do this John Romero interview? Like, can we knock this out in time? And I stayed up till about noon. I had worked from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m., uh, probably Pacific Standard Time. And 
I had to go to sleep. I just told him, like, hey, you know, I, I don't expect we'll hear from John today. So, like, I'll just go to sleep. And then, you know, within an hour of me being asleep, apparently, I got a million phone calls from people from In the Keep, Uncle Had, Fred, Alex, you name them. And, yeah, I was not waking up. But it was, in fact, John Romero saying, like, I'll do it if we can do it right now. And so I missed that opportunity. And to anyone who thinks that I, like, lost sleep over that, honestly, I did not. Because, as I said, uh, if I could pick any two people to interview John Romero in place of me, and regardless of in place of me, right? Like, if I wanted to hear any two people interview John Romero, it would be Jahar and Fred fucking Schreiber. These are, these are my heroes. Like, I literally, like, idolize these two people. They're titans of industry. They're, they're, they're amazing at their craft. They're just the ultimate, ultimate liaisons of everything that is boomer shooter that is og fps to me so i i recommend if you haven't already gone back and listened to that you know if you're just joining us here uh go back listen to the realms deep interview with john romero it's it's fantastic it really illuminates a lot about his his whole psyche and everything I'm I'm thankful that I got the chance to talk to fucking like Cliffy B, Cliff fucking Blazinski. I know that's like probably one of the more controversial people that we've had on the show in the past year, uh, and that's yeah taking into account Sergeant Mark IV. So you guys can fuck off on that record, <laughs> but Cliffy motherfucking B was like the coolest like so cool so fucking honest uh the the comments that we got during the show were you know borderline like hey if you were one of those people pushing back and i know that most of you listening to it right now are not like truly probably 99 percent of the people who are actually listening to this right now are totally cool but to the like small percentage of people who were like pushing back on the interview during it happening during its airing at realms deep what the fuck is your fucking problem? Like, people want to give Cliffy B all these issues and just push back on him and say, like, you know, he's an asshole, he's jaded, he's he's got, you know, like, he lives in his own little fantasy world. Whatever the fuck you have to say, get out of town. Cliffy B is one of the nicest, purest, most honest generous people i have ever come into contact with and if you don't know him if you don't really like actually take a chance to get to know him i i understand i i do understand how you could come to the decision that he's like this you know person on the internet that you don't have to actually care about but like truthfully he actually lived through the building the molding of what is the modern games industry. And when he says something, you should fucking shut your fucking mouth and just listen to what he has to say, right? Like, I'm not saying that to you. I'm saying that, like, for me. Like, as I had my pre- predispositions too, right? I was, I was ready to talk to fucking Cliff Blazitsky. Like, I had some shit on my mind. I had some, like, eh, edgy kind of, you know, pushback kind of shit on my mind. Like, yeah, hey, fuck you, Cliff B. You, like, uh, 
you know, maybe you're a little rich, maybe you're a little jaded, maybe you're a little fucking stupid. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about anymore. Maybe, maybe you don't belong here anymore. Uh, and I was proven wrong and I'm willing to admit to that. And I hope that, you know, that interview really shed some light on that. Uh, we had the same kind of situation with Fatality. Um, Fatality was obviously a legend in the world of esports. And I just really dreaded doing the interview. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, this is 100% honest, straight up Ty Brandon. Not just the motherload, but like I'm Ty Brandon speaking right now. Like I was scared to do that interview because I, I hold myself to a pretty high standard when it comes to bringing you guys what I think you want to hear, right? And I try to always talk to people that I think I'll, I'll, you know, I'll see eye to eye with this guy. I can, I can really like get along with them. I can, I can make them, you know, give a little bit of insight into what they do and why they are the way they are. And I did not have any confidence in myself that I could do that with fatality. You know, he, he's not just this person like in my mind, like, you know, from look at little, little teenager, 13, 14, 15 year old Ty Brandon looking up to fatality on MTV and all that bullshit. Like I, I didn't think that this was really going to be like a, someone I could relate to. I didn't see myself putting myself on a truly even playing field with someone like Jonathan Wendell. And the benefit that I had was from people like Jared, uh, from, you know, go check out his website, uh, mindbodygames.com and my, my best friend in the fucking world, Violent Heart, uh, Mega Blazer, Russell. Uh, I know you're out there and I hope you listen to this, but people who really knew Jonathan Wendell in his prime, they really, sat down and gave me like the insight that I needed to like make that interview happen. And when I did talk to fatality, I felt like I got a little deeper than what I could have expected. You know, anything that I could have expected. I, I got him to like really open up about his childhood his his you know, actual thought process, his way of being. And for that, I'm very proud. You know, I, I go listen to other interviews with him. You know, I've listened to Thorne's interviews. I've listened to, Obviously, MTV, blah, 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 you know, like, go, go to right down the list. I'm, I'm not tooting my horn. I'm not telling you that I think I'm better than anyone else because I don't think I am, but I am personally very proud of the interview that we got out of Jonathan Wendell. I thought it was so human, so real. And I, I judge myself. I don't judge anyone for d- doubting what could have happened. Or if we're even judging it post, I just, for me, personal goal, year 2020, I got to talk to someone that I considered a, a true legend, someone that I really respect and admire. And I personally feel really great about the fact that I talked to them on a peer to peer level. And Fatality was an amazing guest and I can't think of enough for being on the show. Brings me back to, uh, Definitely our most controversial guest of the year. I uh, controversially look at some YouTube followers and uh, comments and stuff like that. I got look. I don't dwell on YouTube comments. I don't look at them often. I don't 
spend my fucking day like mulling over what someone thought about a certain video or anything like that. But I, I was aware, right? Like that when Sergeant Mark fucking four was going to be on the show, we're going to get some fucking comments, right? So I looked at them. Uh, I'm not going to talk about any particular comments specifically. It doesn't matter. Right, right. Like if you had a negative comment, that's on you. If you had a positive comment, again, that's on you. I'm just going to give you my honest opinion. Sergeant Mark IV grew up in the early 2000s, you know, like he was a teenager, preteen. And this is a time when the internet was, oh, fuck. The internet was, right? Like you guys remember, most of you remember. It was the wild, wild fucking West, baby. It was the wild swing, baby, as Crotchy would say. And it was susceptible to a lot of fucking shit that would not be acceptable in today's age, right? It, there's a lot of stuff that went on in 2005 that would never, ever, 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 ever be okay in 2020, 2021. As we're moving into right now. Most of you are probably listening to this. will be in 2021. And. How are we going to hold him to that candle? Let's take a moment to break it down. Right. Like I, I talked to my. Like one of my best friends. Vince Steele. Truly a fucking visionary in the world of just like breaking down. Not only the games themselves. But the game industry. And how people interact with people. He's just a fucking smart motherfucker. Right? He's way smarter than me. And I, I got into a really long discussion with him very recently. He was kind of laying it out for me, and I, I think this is worth sharing. But look at the way that we treat social justice in this day and age. And I'm not trying to bring it up to like be talking about quote unquote social justice or anything. I'm just saying like look at uh look at what we call like. Look at what we call reliability, what we call responsibility, what we call consent, okay? Just just bear with me. If you disagree with me, obviously just fucking like shit on it in the comments or whatever you want, but like hear me out, please. You're a fan, right? You're listening to the show on Christmas, so like obviously you're a fan. Look at what we call consent. We accept the human brain isn't fully developed until, you know, 25, 26, which is the age I am right now, just to be fully transparent about that. Like, I don't think that I'm fucking super smart, super fucking developed or anything. I'm just telling you how I, I reason right now in this present period of time as this podcast is being recorded. And then let's, uh, let's take that into consideration as we judge Sergeant Mark. If a 25 year old person, right? An 18-year-old person even, right? Let's, let's, let's go a little deeper. 17, 16-year-old person isn't allowed to have sexual relationships with an adult on the grounds that, that that person is lacking in a capacity to make reasonable judgments. As we deem, you know, we deem as, as adults, right? We voted on this. We've made this a law. Then we, we find ourselves in this situation where it's like, we can't hold a kid from Sao Paulo fucking Brazil accountable for all of the time 
that he spent, you know, like on a Reddit forums, on fucking 4chan forums or whatever, like learning the shitlordy comments of the day. And this is all heavily populated with the exact kind of fucking comments that, you know, you hear about, you still hear it today. Like this is not fucking, it's not a dead culture. This is still going on. This is still fucking like, there's still shitty people out there, right? But an era when the internet was like fucking crazy, like the wild fucking West, I'm serious. Does it make logical sense to hold what was a 19 year old kid at that time responsible for the shit that he said when he was, his brain wasn't even fully developed? And look, if that was it, if that was the end of the story, I'd stand with you. I would. I would stand right there with you and I'd say, like, that guy's an asshole. But I've gotten a chance personally to know Sergeant Mark IV. I've talked to him multiple times. I've done business with him. I've pulled him into Realms Deep. I've had, you know, like conversations in the podcast, conversations off the air. I've had him on, you know, our stream to show off his fucking mods and shit. Like, he could not be fucking more an example of someone who has seen the air of his ways and grown the fuck up. It's been 10 goddamn years. Let it fucking go. Let it fucking go. Seriously. I'm not preaching to you. Like, I'm not trying to tell you how to fucking live your life, man. Like, if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, fuck you, motherload. I I respect your point of view. I do. I really do. But respect Sergeant Marfor. Give him some fucking... You don't even have to like his mods, right? Talk to Bridgeburner about this a lot on his stream. By the way, if you haven't checked it out, Bridgeburner on Twitch, one of the greatest Doom mappers there is in the world. Uh, just an amazing guy. But I do get into this conversation a lot with people who are like very prominent in the Doom mapping scene and Doom modding scene and everything. Of you know, what do you think of Brutal Doom? People don't all like Brutal Doom. That's fucking okay. I'm not asking you to like Brutal Doom. Separate the art from the artist. If you like Brutal Doom, fuck yeah. More power to you. You probably like it despite the shit that you've heard about it, right? If you hate it, cool. I understand why you hate it. It's got a lot of technical issues. It's not perfect. But it did change the paradigm. You can't deny that. You really can't be part of the Doom community and deny that Brutal Doom change the fucking game in terms of what could and could not be done commercially on a large scale to a large audience of people in the GZ Doom engine and with that I would say all that shit doesn't matter all that shit doesn't matter if you like it you like it if you don't you don't but Sergeant Mark 4 is someone that at least deserves you your forgiveness, your understanding, your, I mean, Jesus Christ, people, like, he, he, under, he has gone through so much, and the, the very least you give him is, like, a fucking attaboy, right? Like, hey, you overcame everything in your way, and you, you still won CAC awards, you still fucking put your name on the map, your face, we're talking about him, right? You know, we're talking about him. All these years later, we're still talking about this guy. He revolutionized Doom. And he's not such a bad guy. 
so like I hate to keep harping on that, but I it really fucking grinds my gears when I hear people just like read some shit that they fucking read on a forum that's ten years old or whatever. Then just sit here and fucking shit on a guy who's like truly, honestly nice, really nice, really, really, really fucking cool, willing to help. You know, you don't get that from everybody, right? Some of the quote unquote bogus fucking motherfuckers in all of the fucking community that we live in right here are actually not that willing to just like be involved in community projects and help out and be nice and fucking honest and just tell you how they feel. Sergeant Mark Four is one of those people who really is fucking super cool. So fucking like, I hate to be fucking super like brutal and honest with you guys, but I'm going to be right now. If you have a problem with Sergeant Mark Four, Unless there's some shit that I just really don't know about yet, like there's some like unfucking solved mysteries that have yet to be judged. I'm asking you formally to just like fucking let it go and let the guy live his life. Judge him based on who he is now and not based on who he was 10, 15 years ago. Suck it. Kiss my ass. Motherload speaking. I love you. But it's time to let that shit go. Done with that rant. Okay, moving on. <laughs> what else has happened in 2020? Dread X Collection. I started off the year talking to Ted Hedgeke. Uh Dread XP was just a you know just another horror site, right? Like another you know whatever. You know we've all seen that shit around you know we, we know bloody disgusting we know we know the stuff what was dread xp gonna become i uh i'm not telling you that i saw what they would become i did not i i just saw something really cool i saw a guy with a really cool podcast and a really cool affinity for games and i reached out to ted on twitter and lo and behold this motherfucker was a genius dread x1 he pulled in the best of the best, like easily the best of the best. Like we, we had people from all over the horror community, including David Szymanski, Torpal Duke, just the, the, the cream of the crop in terms of horror gaming. And not just that, but like a good crossover with boomer shooters, right? Turn out some of the best goddamn content that's come out in horror gaming in I don't know how long. Like, what was the last, like, real paradigm shift in, in horror gaming, right? It was PT. It was PT. Um, before that, maybe Amnesia, right? And Dread X has just fucking mowed the lawn up and down with this fucking genre, man. Holy shit. Dread X Collection 1. What do you want me to say? Like, I can't even put it into English terms. Blew my fucking mind. Right? Dread X2, end up with squirrel stapler, end up with fucking crazy ass shit. Like, uh, to the end of the day is by Scythe Dev Team, you get the Toy Shop by Malik, you get fucking Undiscovered by Torpal Duke, yada, yada, yada. John Szymanski even pops in with Charlotte's Exile, which is an excellent fucking horror game. Very, like, you know, it kind of takes that Five Nights at Freddy's formula of, like, you know, just putting you in a situation where you're, like, doing administrative stuff. But then 
you're terrified of what's going to pop out from the corners of the screen. Like that, that was so fucking genius and like so on and so forth. Secret cow level, blah, blah, blah. I think, I think Dread X2 was probably the overall best, but then you end up with Dread X3, right? With this amazing home map, right? You get Torpal Duke with chips, tips, chips, fucking tips. If you like, if you take nothing else from Dread X3, chips, tips, fucking blues clues on acid. Talk about fucking horror gaming, right? Like, uh, and I've played a lot of the stuff out of this. Like, you, you get Mind Over Matter, you get Eden, you get Reactor. That's a Reactor is by Dorigo Games, who re- uh, previously had turned out Sis Crusher, which was one of my like top picks for like this is a retro boomer shooter that needs to be expanded upon. All right, it was a, actually I think we I first picked it up in the Racial Justice bundle earlier this year. Fantastic. And then the, the big standout of the Dread X collection number three is Submission by Corpse Pile. I will not do any fucking spoilers on this. It's a game about farm animals or whatever, but like check that shit the fuck out. If you, if you're into that PT style gaming, jump in both feet. Also shout out to Bubbo. I did like Bubbo, uh, Adventure of Gerald's Island or Gerald's Island, however you want to say it. Like that, that was so cool. Dread X Collection 3 knocked it out of the fucking park. But we got a bunch of other shit that's gone on this year. Like, uh, look at, look at Dread X, look at 3D Realms, look at New Blood, all that stuff. Like, let's get into 3D Realms actually for a second. 3D Realms has been working heavily, heavily, heavily on Wrath. You know, uh, Ghost Runners demo actually popped out and we finally got an actual playable game full-length fucking game for ghost runner if you like uh if you like hotline miami if you like that like insta death kind of gameplay ghost runner knocked it out of the park cyberpunk but like without all the extra bullshit that makes it so super complicated that you end up with a bunch of bugs on release cough cough no judgment so good so fucking good and recently we've actually got the graven demo it was only out for like a week for players to play uh, i had a bit, little bit of a spat there with uh me <laughs> me and uh chris holden got a little little too much to drink maybe on stream right like and then i ended up sending some messages to fred i was like hey like, what about this production bro but like let's not dwell on that man graven's awesome graven's fucking awesome and the people at 3d realms are working hand to fucking mouth kicking ass taking names every day turn out what is the coolest fucking project in the history of anything to do with fucking retro shooter video games you name it it's got all all the fucking boxes it's like it's like rpg s gameplay but it's also got like these amazing levels that are created by my fucking friends dump truck uh jcr chris holden Get out of town. This game is fantastic. They're actually come up with a way, if I haven't, you know, if you haven't heard the podcast or already ranted about this, they've come up with a way to port trench broom maps over to Unreal 4. So you get this really beautiful, you know, like environmental stuff that you can only get with, you know, beautiful Unreal 4. Unreal 5 even moving to the future, maybe. I'm not sure what their plans are with that, but. But you get the gameplay that comes from 20 fucking years worth of goddamn 
slaving it away at Quake and these, you know, you can't shit on Trench Bro, man. Like, these guys are killing it. Dump Truck DS has been mowing down his fucking, you know, mortal enemies all fucking, you know, not just this year, but like for the past many, many years on YouTube, giving tutorials, teaching people how to get involved in this community. You end up with awesome projects. And I'm not going to like tie a line between the two as if they're absolutely connected, but I'm sure there's some connection at least. But the finished map jams, like some of the most impressive quake mapping period all deeply entrenched and at least my knowledge of them entrenched in dump trucks community the quake mapping community and we owe a lot we as fans of boomer shooters we as fans of classic mapping style even if you don't actually play the the map packs themselves right the level design that you're going to see over the next few years of you know, boomer shooter communities and everything games that come out of this are going to owe a large homage specifically to dump truck. And I hope you guys don't take that lightly because I personally don't, I think dump truck is this shit. And that kind of leads us to talk about not just the quake mapping community, but let's, let's really take a deep dive into the doom mapping community. Right? So did you guys see the CAC awards this year? Let me take a minute. I'm actually going to pull the CAC Awards up. CAC Awards. It's going to take me a little longer than I thought. I should have prepared for this. <laughs> so CAC Awards 2020, right? First of all, I want to point out my friend uh, Major Arlene, one of the coolest motherfucking people in the entire community, not just the Doom community, but just in general, like one of the coolest motherfuckers around. Love you, babe. You are awesome. But 2020 Kaker Awards, uh, SB Award goes to Quasar, right? James Quasar Haley, who is on this podcast this year. Uh, I'm not saying that to toot my own horn. I'm just saying like, hey, he does deserve that recognition. It was actually a shorter episode. I didn't know as much about uh, James Haley as I wish I had going into that interview. And I'm sure we'll have him on again, but... He's done so much, not just for the Doom community, but, uh, like, working over at, uh, Night Dive Studios and everything, like, just a, a true, if anybody deserves a fucking Lifetime Achievement Award for the, the Boomer Shooter community, period, fucking Quasar does. But then we get into the, the, the maps that actually, like, or I shouldn't say maps, I should say mods and, you know, map packs that really redefine Doom. You get, uh, Antaresion, Reliquary, Abandoned, Rowdy Rudy 2. That's Doom Kid. Fuck yeah, Doom Kid. Uh, our Illuminae, Run Late 2, and then this is the one that I really want to draw a lot of attention to. Actually, I'm going to read the rest off. Mudabar, uh, Three's a Crowd, Syringe, and the Faithless Trilogy by our good friend Jimmy, who's also been on the show this past year. James Paddock, that mini guy. But let's point our finger at the most important one for me at least to point out bastion of chaos bastion of fucking chaos <sighs> bridge burner has done so much on a personal level 
for the Doom community. Not just in the past year, but you know, over the time that he's been around, but like really in the past year, Bastion of Chaos has taken Doom from this thing. It's like, yeah, like I, even I, even I, like the Doom fanatic, right? Like Mr. Mr. Motherload, Mr. like the guy who wants to talk about Doom on a Quake podcast, right? Ridgeburner's Bastion of Chaos took slaughter style mapping and made it not just this exclusive thing that only like a you know the elite of the elite can enjoy but like made it something that even i even lowly little mother load could jump in and enjoy right and i'm not saying it was easy Slot, there's nothing easy about slaughter style maps. You could play it on the easiest difficulty and I guarantee you it's like ultra violent compared to any fucking Doom IWAD bullshit you've ever played. But the decoration, the atmosphere, the careful detail of making each, you know, difficulty level something that you could, you know, anyone could kind of get into. Storytelling and what it means. And what it means is not just Bastion of Chaos, right? This is one really cool fucking badass map. Bastion of Chaos is the inaugural marker into what will be an amazing career for people like Bridgeburner. And I say people like Bridgeburner because I don't just mean Bridgeburner. I mean like people like Mr. Cat, you know, people like Major Arlene, people like Blue Pineapple. Age of Hell which is what will ultimately become uh, over the next, you know, while of Bridge Runner's career is almost certainly going to redefine what we think can be done in the dimension. And and a big part of my ranting and raving over the past year has been the fact that she's at doom, you know, look at head on first of all, H E D O N head on by Zan. Look at Shrine, Shrine 2 by Scumhead and Mango. Look at Lycanthorn. Commercially released games. Built within the GZ Doom engine. This is no longer an engine that we have to fear being, you know, like nobody's gonna have to pay royalties to its software for. Right. If you are diligent enough to just go ahead and like clean that bitch up, you can make a a really, really clean game in that engine. And there's so many people already working on that engine. I see no reason. And I don't think anyone else does. I hope you don't. But to take that engine and run amok with it, make your money with it. I mean it, make your money. You know, go out there, publish a fucking game. Do what Zan did. Do what Sergeant Mark's about to do with Brutal Fucking Fate, which looks amazing, by the way. And the sky's the limit. And I hope you're all taking note of this, because this is going to change the paradigm of the indie gaming community if people actually take advantage of it. All you folks out there who are currently just, you know, making wads because it's fun or whatever, like, you know, if that's really your passion, do it. Relax, chill, make your fucking wads, like, win the CAC awards. I don't give a fuck. People like Bridgeburner are going to make large amounts of money 
as independent game developers working on amazing projects like Age of Hell. And I hope to see more people join suit. I really, I really want to see a community of people from the Doom community rise up and finally make a career out of the skill set that they've been building for themselves over the past, you know, like 10, 15, 20 years, 25 years, whatever it happens to be. And then just go fucking, you know, further in depth into that. Like the Dude Award, which is like the soundtrack award, also went to Bastion of Chaos. That was amazing. Creator of the Year went to Bridgeburner. To, to elaborate further on the Dude Award, that was, uh, <laughs> actually pretty cool to see. It was like a really cool heavy metal soundtrack that you got for Bastion of Chaos, but that goes to Primeval. Primeval. Just fantastic musician. There's so many things going on basically for fucking free in the Doom community. And I just really, really, really want to see you guys step up and make some money out of it. I'm not like saying money is the most important thing. Don't get me wrong. I don't think I'm some kind of greedy fucking asshole. Like I'm really not. I just mean that like you put years and years of your life into this thing. You should, you should definitely be making a little bit of fucking cash out of her right you should be able to make a living off your skill set that's all i'm getting at let's even back up a little bit further and say like not a living but at least supplement your income with this gigantic beautiful skill set this huge offering that you've made to the doom community the, the doom world community to my community and the keep community the you know indie mapping community at large like forget about doom forget about quake can talk about any other game like counter-strike half-life blah 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 the contributions you've made to this community no matter how small or large if you're part of it cannot go unsaid cannot go unappreciated and for that i truly say thank you Let's get into some of the other uh, kind of things floating around. Like, I uh, don't want to focus too much on Doom, so we'll we'll talk about uh, hell. Let's let's dive into New Blood, All right? Faith trilogy still on the horizon. Vince Steele did some really excellent videos on Faith Part One and Two. I highly recommend you check them out. Vince Steele, V I N C E space S T E E L on YouTube, his faith videos really break the game down in a way that I could never have imagined. Uh, just, I gotta give a huge shout out to Vince Steele for just in general being like, I didn't, I didn't become friends with him just because like, hey, we've met on a forum somewhere. I became friends with him because I was genuinely a fan. Like, Donkey of In the Keep said like, you guys gotta check this guy out. He's amazing. And, and I, I watched his videos and, there's no human being out there. And I'm, I'm not trying to like shit on anybody who's like already established. Like, look, Civi, great. Right? G-Man, you're great. Icarus Lives, you're great. Vince Steele has a talent that is unparalleled in terms of breaking down what a game really fucking means. You know, what's, what's the real parts that make up this game? What makes it great? So fucking go give him a follow. Seriously. Like, I know for a fact, just on a personal level, he's literally busting his fucking ass. Like, he's he's working his day job. 
if you can afford to get on his Patreon or just, you know, just, just fucking follow his YouTube video and watch all his videos, give him that ad revenue, whatever the fucking case it is. This is a guy who deserves your fucking time. Because if you want to understand what makes a great video game great, there's no better person to explain it to you than Vince Steele. I digress. But over the past year, New Blood Interactive has, you know, not only expanded upon everything they've already done, right? Like, we, we got Dusk, we've got fucking... We finally got a release over 2020 for, for fucking... <laughs> unfortunate space spin like i never saw that coming and it's truly great if you like if you like among us you're gonna love unfortunate space spin especially if you're an fps fanatic uh still waiting on faith but i have faith that it will come out gloomwood's demo gloomwood's fucking demo stefan wait in the gloomwood demo is only a small part of what makes it truly special we've seen the evolution of you know, the boomer, shooter, vogue genre, all that kind of shit, turn into a revival of not only the, you know, the Doom style, Quake style, whatever the fuck game you want to call it, we're starting to really get a, a, a glimpse into MSIM, you know, the Deus Exes of the world, the fucking thieves of the world, and Gloomwood taking heavily from Thief, we'll, we'll give them that, but look, I'm going to be honest with you. I've gone back. I've played Thief. Uh, I've played Deus Ex. In 2020. Both of them. If you're under the age of 20, 23, actually, you know what, my age. I'm going to be honest with you. Just say it straight up me. Go back and play Thief. It fucking blows dick. Like, it was great at the time. It was a fantastic fucking game at the time. Does not fucking hold up now. Just doesn't. From a mechanical standpoint, from a graphical standpoint, it just ain't getting the job done. I'm gonna be honest with you. It was a weird fucking time for FPS games in general. Like, there was a lot of confusion, a lot of change, and a lot of innovation going on, which is to be respected, saluted 100%. But... Gloomwood takes everything good about that genre, brings it into the modern era. David Szymanski's done a lot of cleanup. Dylan has done an excellent job of putting the vision into place. Gloomwood is a fucking project to keep your eyes on. And then we have the heavy hitter, right? In this corner, weighing in at... 375 pounds ultra kill I have to be totally honest I picked up ultra kill on the recommendation of Smango from quakefans.net one of my best pals uh, an apostle of the keep he said like hey you gotta check this out I was like cool I'll check it out if you say it's good it's good I did it was on itch.io or NDDB or some, some, some shit like that. I pick it up. Okay. Cool. You know, like PSX style game. All right. I'm digging it. It's pretty cool. Why not hit this guy up? You know, I, I was kind of in a, in a lull week. Like uh, I didn't really know who I was going to talk to. I was like, ah, I'll hit this guy up. Why not? 
And then I got to know one of the coolest fucking game developers out there, right? Hakida. Who's not only, you know, a, a savant, <laughs> to, to be fair, right? Like a, a true auteur of game development, but Ultra Kill itself is, you know, I, when I first played it, I didn't get it. I really didn't get it. I'm gonna, I told this to Hakita, so I don't feel embarrassed to tell you this to the whole world, but Ultra Kill was weird. It took me multiple playthroughs to really settle in. And, and I know now in its current state, it's kind of hard to imagine you know, to put yourself in the, in those shoes and say like, how could you not think this is the greatest game that's ever come out? Cause I don't know. Now that I've played the updated versions, I've played the New Blood demo, I've seen I've seen a lot more out of it. I don't know who the fuck I was when I didn't recognize the, the absolute talent that was going to be recognized in Ultra Kill. It's a truly fantastic game. It really is. It's It's captured the hearts, the minds, the souls of many a gamer out there. And New Blood strikes again. Dave Oshry... Hats off to you. I salute you. You have fucking nailed it. Again. You picked exactly the right motherfucker to carry on the New Blood Torch. And for that, I commend you 100%. And with that said, we'll talk a little bit about Realms Deep again. When uh, when Realms Deep was really getting to kick off, I've talked about a little bit this a little bit about this on the podcast. I I can't say too much. I don't know. I can't remember every little fucking word I've said over the past year, but Fred and Alex, you know, were getting ready to launch what would become Rubble's Deep. And I'm here, I'm hanging out, like a, I'm a go-getter, right? Like I'm like, hey, what can I do? And Fred's apparently told to Alex, like, a, you know, find some indie developers that, you know, really resonate with what we're doing here, right? Really, like, embody the spirit of, like, this genre. And y'all listening who are fans of good old Motherload represent right now. Please do. Who uh, was more qualified to pick out all the best indies in the boomer shooter scene? That's a rhetorical question. I don't want an answer to it, but like, who do you think? And so I, uh, had this opportunity and I reach out to my boys everywhere and my gals, but effigy, right? Paradox vector, star explorers, hellbound. Uh, hell screen. And there's too many fucking hells in Boomer Shooters, but you get what I'm saying. Like, Dread XP. Running with scissors. I'm reaching out to everybody. That is actually how I met Mike J, which I will, uh, I'll talk a lot. I'll talk about that a little bit more as we go on, but I'm gonna leave that on this, the sideburner for now. But, we're getting into Realms Deep. And it's so obvious 
to me at that point. Like, you know, this, this is the best part of 2020 for me. Like, I'm, I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life, but to pull all of those indie devs into one fucking centralized place and get them promoted by a major company, 3D Realms, obviously, to give them the recognition they they truly, truly deserves. Uh, Mark, uh, Sergeant Mark IV, uh, Limitless Hunger, my boy, fucking uh, Void Inc., Doombringer, we could, we could go on and on and on. That, that's Chris's project. I, I really, you know, I wish there had been more. I, I think Core Decay from Ivor Hill, I, I pointed them towards the right direction. Uh, Viscera Fest, Osric's Viscera Fest, now officially being published by 1C fucking Entertainment. God fucking damn it. Realms Deep was a fucking huge success. Like, just all of these amazing developers that are getting the recognition that they fucking deserve. Uh, Blazing Bits fucking, like, Nightmare Reaper as a total fucking indie, still a total fucking indie, refusing to take, I'm sure refusing to take corporate money because there's so, so many people interested in this project, right? It Burn, Bruno, like, I don't know what your fucking problem is, bro. I, I don't know what it is. If you just hate money or if you love being indie and I respect you either way, but like, what the fuck happened with Realms Deep? So many cool projects. Cordicay now being actually published by 3D Realms, straight up. And all of this segment to say that Fallen Aces, which is originally called Fallen Angels, is kind of like gangster-esque first-person shooter with, like, crazy, like, super pixely, like, I shouldn't say pixely, but, like, 2D-looking animations, like, the, the little game that could, as far as I was concerned, Dave fucking Oshry steps up, and all of a sudden, Fallen Aces is being published by 3D Realms. Miss Slaughter, who actually stepped in, in, uh, in you know, in Realms Deep to do... V- Promo videos for New Blood ends up being the fucking social media director or marketer or whatever. Yeah, I don't know what her fucking title is, but like social media fucking connoisseur over at Running with Scissors. Kudos to fucking her, man. Like killing it, you know, streaming, making content, kicking ass, having some weird ass fucking hair with like half dreads and half not. No, not for me to judge. Miss Slaughter's kicking ass. She's out there fucking killing it. And all of this can really boil down to one thing, and that is Fred Schreiber's love for this community. And I can't express how much that meant to this podcast. Like I, I said it a little bit in the Jason Mohica interview, and I'll just re you know, redivulge it here just a little bit, but like this is just a stupid little podcast, right? This is just a dumb little podcast that has to do with boomer shooters and, you know, retro FPS, AFPS, whatever the fuck, you know, like, whatever I feel like talking about that week, I guess. Horror games. There was no reason for this to be fucking sought after by any corporation, by any, like, actual entity of any kind. I never expected anything of this. I just did this because I love it. And shout out to Unkind and to Slip for putting me on this track, you know, from State of Quake. But 
when Fred reached out to me and said, like, uh, there's an opportunity out there waiting for you because of the work that you've done, dream come true. Not even dream come true because I never dreamed that would happen. Right. And I'm so proud. <laughs> I'm so proud of what we've done this year, man. 2020 has been a, a terrible year for the world. It has been a wonderful world for, you know, in the keep for, for online content creators, period. And I think it's worth pointing out. Proteus also made a huge fucking standing at Realms Deep. Uh, finally released into early access. Well, easily, like, I've been shitting on Doom Eternal up and down as much as I possibly can without just being a total asshole about it. I don't, I don't hate Doom Eternal. I don't hate the people who made Doom Eternal. I just don't fucking like it, right? I finally get the Doom game I want. It's Proteus. Check out Proteus. Go to Steam right now and pick up Proteus. It's fucking fantastic. Andrew Holschel turned out amazing fucking content, dude. Just amazing musical content for all of these boomy shooties out there. He's done the soundtrack for Dusk, for Proteus, for fucking uh, Bombshell. Didn't actually do it for Ion Fury, which is kind of crazy, but like, you know, whatever's like the, the soundtrack to Ion Fury is still fantastic. Um, then we have Marky Music, who's risen from like two, you know, over the course of two years has risen totally out of the fucking underground scene into something that is totally like inseparable, you know, doing, doing the soundtracks to numerous thing, uh, amazing projects, Quake Champions included, and also, having himself uh, be the sound designer for, you know, games like Viscera Fest and everything like that. Like, it, it's, it's it's a beautifully growing community. So proud of it. So fucking proud of it. Cyberhook, probably game of the year for me, just in terms of Totos being from where he is, you know, just a guy, you know, a, a professor at uh, IsArt over in Paris, and turning out one of the coolest fucking, like, it, it's not just a boomer shooter. It's not like you're killing monsters. It's like, let's take Quake Defrag and make it fucking special. Make it really beautiful. Make it its own thing. Have st- real-time stats. People can compete. Holy shit. White Hell. White Hell is such an incredible-looking game. I love the demo. Uh... Doing more than just making a fantastic game in, in the name of, you know, in, in the vein, I should say, of build engine kind of school of gaming, you know, so y- y- the character shooter with like, you know, one liners and like, crazy memory going on in the game. So blood, redneck rampage, Duke Nukem, Ion Fury, blah, blah, blah. But also like bringing the, the Finnish folklore into it and just really its own voice into the genre. Fucking truly fantastic. Huge props to those guys. I'm ranting. I know, I know I'm just ranting at Raven now, but like, let's move on a little bit. Running with scissors has been through everything, right? Literally everything. They've been through lawsuits, trials, tribulations. So, interviewed Mike J earlier this year talking about how, like, I've had to, you know, kind of shut down shop, fire everybody but me and Vince and work day jobs to keep this company alive. And if I have to do that, I have to do that. 
Postal 2 obviously has its own legacy. Postal 4, No Regrets. Rising from the Ashes. John St. John, now playing the voice of the amazing Postal guy. Still trekking on with this open world fucking, you know, indie open world is like get out of fucking dodge. Like that's stupid as fuck. But they, they somehow continue to pull it off. Very impressed with the first, you know, Monday, Tuesday of Postal 4. Truly a fantastic endeavor. And I didn't even know when I reached out to them that Postal Brain Damage is going to be a thing. And I, I have to say right now, like just personally, on a uh, just me to Mike level, really. Thank you so much, like, to be a part of the unveiling of what you know what will become Postal Brain Damage at Realms Eve. Uh, being part of that promo video, uh, being you, know, you guys don't know this yet, but I think it's safe to say like that there's a documentary coming out. Go Postal. Doc, you can follow it on Twitter. The documentary crew also recorded the promo for Realms Deep, but they are well on the way to making a fantastic documentary all about Running With Scissors' entire history. And your very own mother will be doing a little, you know, just a little bit of commentary for that. Looking forward to my uh, my motion picture debut. <laughs> it's going to be cool. And, and to Mike J and to Vince Desi, both for... Just really being super cool. Um, you know, I, I know that at this point, I can text message Mike in and out of the week with a genuine question about like, hey, you know, what do you think I should do business-wise? What do you think I should do this, that, the other? Can you offer me an explanation of this thing that I don't quite understand? And I'll get a response. That's invaluable. As a podcaster, that's like, I can't even believe I'm in this position. Uh, some of the most legendary fucking people in the genre really just available to me 24 7. Just much love. Much love, brothers. Both of you. Vince, Mike, you're amazing. And, and to the documentary crew, man. Big, big love to those guys, too. Like, coming into my fucking, uh, house, taking the time to, like, go through all the fucking precautions and everything, given the state of the world right now, and just, like, making that shit happen for me. Super cool. But it's been an amazing year, truly. Night Dive Studios. We gotta talk about Night Dive a little bit. Doom 64's launch. Yeah, Doom Eternal's launch was in- enormous, right? Like, obviously, like the the biggest thing to happen in Ed Software history, you know, since time gone by, right? Night Dive has been ceaselessly working on System Shock. I'm very faithful in what will become System Shock's remake. Stephen Kick was an amazing guest on the show. I've played the demo, you know, the medical level demo. I, I do, I do really believe in that project, but I, I just want to like take the time today to talk about Doom 64 because it released as a kind of a remake. As a an, an incentive, like a an early order incentive, you know, you can buy it now either way. But for Doom Eternal, and as much as I was personally disappointed with Doom Eternal, Doom sixty four 
easily made up for it, especially with the new episode. Like very well fit into it, everything. I, I know a morpher like was super psyched about this. Like the, the, there's no bigger fan in the world of Doom 64 than my my good friend a morpher who's done so much amazing contribution to this podcast, being a guest multiple times, and also. Uh, providing a lot of his own personal uh, dark ambient music to, you know, the soundtracks of the podcast and everything. Can't think of him enough, but that's not even the point. Like, Night Dive has been just really killing it. Like, really showing up all the way and keeping the history of gaming alive. I think that's the big takeaway from them is their absolute dedication to... Taking games that otherwise might be lost to the sands of time and ensuring their longevity into the future, whether that be, you know, Sin, which is still yet to really debut, Shadow Man, Blood, Fresh Supply, which was incredible, Strife, Forsaken, Turok, and Turok 2, and Doom 64, like, just ensuring that Future generations will hold on to these relics of the past that are truly worth holding on to. Incredible. Like, big props to Night Dive Studios. So with all that said, I think I'm pretty much done here. I could talk about arena shooters. Master Arena. That's something to keep an eye on. Diabotical has really changed the paradigm here. Not quite sure. We've been doing a lot of stuff with, uh, you know... Send sports and shit like that. In terms of esports for Diabotical, I don't know where that will go. I'd really like to get you know too good on the on the show to like pick his brain a little bit and see what his thoughts are. Obviously, Warfork has been the main focus this past year of in the keep in terms of arena shooters because I think that first of all, I think Warsaw was you know the ultimate ultimate, and Warfork has just taken that exact same you know the, the classic style of the q vision engine and moved it over to steam and with a good attitude on part of kane community modability everything's in place it's only a matter of community support at this point and just further development i i have a lot of faith in it that's something to keep an eye on for sure if you're if you're a fan of esports if you're a fan of multiplayer pvp arena fps keep it keep a definite eye on warfork over the next year but i don't have too much else to say man i i wish you all a fucking very very merry christmas if that's what you celebrate yule if that's what you celebrate uh kwanzaa hanukkah is over i don't really I don't, i'm gonna be honest with you i don't know when kwanzaa is fucking celebrated i just know it's around this time of year so like happy kwanzaa happy hanukkah Happy fucking everything. Happy New Year. Happy Catholimus. That's the best way to put it. Happy Festivus for the rest of us, for you Seinfeld fans out there. I love you all. I uh, owe you all a tremendous amount. If you're actually listening to this, you know, if you're spending your Christmas holiday listening to In The Keep Podcast, then truly, truly, I, I owe you a debt of just gratitude. And I hope that you find some meaning and worth and a home within this community that you may be lacking somewhere else, whatever it happens to be. 
genuinely, I want to say thank you. And I need to say thank you to some very important people here. People who have believed in me for a long time or even just joined recently, but like who I know truly have like said like, Hey, motherload, you have my support. So to our Patreon supporters, uh, Paul, dude, you've been here since day one. I fucking love you, bro. He's 5,000 for those of you who are not following along. Paul, you are immeasurably fucking <laughs> so cool. Like, I, I enjoyed every moment we spent together at QuakeCon, you know, in 2019, and just th- th- always being able to consult on you when it comes to leagues, when it comes to, you know, esports of any kind. You've been invaluable, and I can't say thank you enough. I have to move that on to Moose. So, Nationwide Moose, dude, U.S. Quake community, U.S. Uh, Doom and Quake community, where the fuck you're calling it now? I don't know what the fuck you're calling it now, but like, your, your friendship, uh, aside from the keep, let's just like, I'll remove myself a bit from just being the mother of like, Ty Brandon here again. You have been someone I can lean on for so much, and the fact that you are willing to contribute to this show is immeasurable. To Dots, who was, I believe, the second guest ever on In The Keep, ever. Dots, holy shit, man. Uh, Just thank you so much. Thank you so much, dude. I I can't believe that we made that good first impression upon you. We wouldn't have Nabe without you, and Nabe is one of the most important contributors to the In The Keep dev team. There is... Uh, the open arena community has been so fantastic to us. You've been fantastic to us. Uh, every time I get a chance to talk to you and I know it's not enough, but I don't want to start crying, but like, dude, you're, you're fucking sick. Thank you so much. Zach, uh, I don't want to DOS you here. I'm just going to leave it at like first names and, and handles only, but human bones. Uh, another very early guest on In The Keep. Opened my eyes to the Doom community. Again, another person that I met at QuakeCon. Uh, put me in touch with Dew. Put me in touch with Devastation. Put me in touch with so many people who I... The friend group that I have grown directly because of you, Zach, has been just beyond words. Beyond fucking words. The opportunities that I've gotten to take a part in as a result of being a part of the Doom community through the open door that you left me is... I have no words. I have no words, dude. King Dime, same to you, brother. Alexander, I'm not going to say your handle because I know you probably don't want me to, but just personal message to you. You, uh are one of the most upstanding human beings I've ever known. One of the most morally sound people I've ever known. I can come to you at any time, uh, any literally any time, whether I'm on day shift, night shift, whatever, and say like, uh, yo, Alex, what do you think about this situation? I know you'll always have f- fucking sage advice for me. You 
hold i can't i don't want to give too much about you away but like you hold your community together so fucking you know with the iron grip and the sainthood of of a million fucking men and for that i i truly love you and believe in you brad fucking carney i have no problem saying who the fuck you are carnival dude you're a trooper you've you've done so much for this community for the doom community for the quake community for the even if you don't want to say quake community like your contributions to online multiplayer gaming have been phenomenal your contributions to the single player gaming community have been no matter how people receive them landmarks and brave and admirable to the greatest extent of the word. And I know that it's been a tough year for you, bro. It's been a tough year for everybody, but I know for you in particular, you've, you've moved around, you've taken on new things. And the fact that despite all of that, you see fit to contribute to what I do here is chef's kiss, like beautiful. Thank you so much. Red eyes, green dragon. You son of a bitch, you little pussy bitch. I fucking hate you. No, I'm kidding. I, I love you so much. Uh, in the keep would not be what it is without you. Uh, the past two years of Pigeon Classic would not have been anything without you. Truly. Your contributions have been immeasurable. I know I keep saying that word immeasurable. I, I can't think of a better word to like talk about a Patreon supporter. Like, Especially at this level. Like a Patreon supporter, if we had like, you know, thousands of dollars rolling in would be one thing, but a Patreon supporter when it's, you know, a few hundred dollars a month, whatever, that's that's true love. That's true like you, you see something in us and and in me, I guess, I don't know. But you know, every night when we hang out and voice chat and shit, like I, I fucking I look at you and I see someone that I admire. I see someone that who's who's willing to step up and take the extra fucking few steps to contribute to a project not just you know you're not only are you giving money that you earned at your fucking day job to this thing but you're giving money that you can't possibly fucking part with like i don't even know how you do it bro if you assuming that you can afford this thank you but thank you more for being a friend being a believer being someone who contributes to our actual work you're amazing you're truly an amazing person. Anthony, Robert, Jack. Unfortunately, I don't know you guys as well. I don't know you on a personal level. And that makes it even more difficult to say thank you. Um, but it also makes it more beautiful to say thank you because despite the fact that I don't really spend a lot of time with you guys or, or know you on a personal level, Maybe you feel like you know me on a personal level because you listen to the show. I'm not sure what it is, but maybe you just have a shitload of money and you just throw it wherever you want. I don't know. But you guys giving to the show, giving your hard-earned money, giving your, you know, part of yourself to what this project is. And it's something that I, you know, to me is just my passion it it makes me want to fucking sob. Like, I'm so honored by the fact that you guys love this show enough to 
contribute to it in some way. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what you see in this, but I, I mean it when I say you are appreciated, you are honored, you are always going to be remembered <laughs> and given given love as far as this community goes. So thank you. Brandy. Brand Flakes. This is going to be a long portion. I potentially owe everything to you. Uh, maybe not my own hard work. Uh, we can have a debate about that, you know, later in voice chat or some shit. But Fred would never have been a guest on the show potentially without you. Like, uh, without without the contributions that you've made to this community through Dusk World through through administrating for the discord, uh, just being a liaison for us, going to conventions, talking to people like Fred, talking to people like Andrew Holschult, uh, just the, you know, the, the honest connection that I think we had, uh, over the course of our interactions with each other online. And even at QuakeCon, getting to know you, getting to know your family, you've been, so integral to what in the keep has become and what I think it will become that I could never say thank you enough times. You're a beautiful human being. You really are. You are selfless. You're a soldier and whatever you do in life, I know that what you do will be fantastic. You are seemingly incapable of doing anything that is not awesome as fuck. And I know you have differential opinions on that, but damn, damn, what you've done so far at, at this early age in life, this early like period in, in your, you know, what you'll ultimately become the, the, the chrysalis of what will ultimately become the butterfly for you really are. You're going to, you're going to accomplish great things. And I hope that in the keep is the smallest part of what you ultimately accomplish in life. So thank you so much. Fred, I'm going to say your fucking name. Frederick goddamn motherfucking Schreiber. You gave me the mother of all opportunities when I could never have expected it and potentially didn't deserve it. You could have easily picked dump truck for that job. You could have picked a number of other people for that job for realms deep Frederick. Goddamn Schreiber, you son of a bitch. You picked me and I know, <laughs> I know I have uh, made my mistakes even since we've been, you know, friends and everything. I know I've overstepped some boundaries I know of, uh, I, I, I am a journalist to some extent, you know, whatever definition you put on that word. I genuinely love you, brother. And I can't wait to come to Denmark and uh, meet you and meet the whole 3D Realms crew and really get to know what it is that makes the games that I truly put value in and that bring value to my life and many other people's lives. You're a truly generous person and 
that is the spirit of what we're talking about here. Like Catholicism is the time of the year when we really give thanks to people. When we really like take a step back and say, like, who am I? What am I doing here? You're one of those people that just so many people that surround you can even say, like, can point to you and say, this is a truly selfless, generous, caring, honest person. And you go out of your way to literally give careers to people who maybe without you couldn't, or maybe without you wouldn't do it so quickly. I think the cream rises to the top, but I think that you, uh, you recognize cream when you see it, if you know what I'm saying. So Macho Man Randy Savage, love will love to you, Fred. Finally, well, not finally, because I'm going to say a few more names after this, but Lord Revan. Lord Revan, you've, uh, you've long since been a fan. <laughs> you were hanging around in the USQC for a long fucking time, uh, way back in the day. I was hanging around. I, uh, I always knew you were a fucking dope ass guy, but I didn't realize how fucking dope you were. And I don't, I don't even mean that in terms of just like, you know, donating to the show, because I think you became a Patreon supporter during the most recent Pigeon, Pigeon Classic. But the fact that you've continued to be a fan and that you've continued to stand by us through everything, through all the turmoil in the community, uh, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck you see in this. I, I don't know what any of you fucking Patreon supporters see in us. But like, I hope it's something good. And Lord Revan, it means a tremendous amount to me that you believe in the projects we do. That you believe in what we've done. I don't even. Maybe you were just drunk and you were like, "I'll become a Patreon supporter." I don't know what the fuck it was, but thank you for uh, jumping on board, brother. And uh, I hope that you continue to see value in this, and we can move on. Uh, as great friends now aside from just like direct supporters there's a lot of thank yous i need to say to the entire in the keep crew everybody at in the keep and i mean everybody right so the apostles donkey you fucking bastard <laughs> like you fucking goober you son of a bitch you're you add so much life to this community, and without you, uh, I don't know if I would feel so secure in myself to just be myself. And and I love you, and I love you for not only the, the moral support, but just for everything that you do for us in general. You're amazing. Smango, QuakeFans.net. Check out Smango. Always been a long-time fucking lover of the show, uh, I've loved his his various podcasts that he's attempted over the years and uh, his YouTube channel. Uh, just been an amazing supporter of the show, an amazing personality to have as part of the community. Uncle Had, uh, Realms Deep would not have, literally would not have happened without Uncle Had. So thank you so much to you, brother. I, I spend countless hours with you in voice chat and you're a beautiful human being. And I know that you sacrifice a lot to be here. But the fact that it means so much to you and this community means so much to you means a lot to me. Violent Heart. God, this one's going to be hard. This one's going to be really fucking hard. I really don't know if I can go without crying for this. Russell. You can yell at me later if I'm dosing you or whatever. Um, Yeah. 
who who else can I call in the middle of the night to say like I have a fucking real problem going on and know that you'll be there for me? Uh the first guest ever on In the Keep podcast, Violent Fucking Heart, right? Um you believed in me literally before I even had anything for anyone to believe in. And I love you so much, brother. You're you're incredible. You're really incredible and I I can't put any more words into it than that. You know how I feel about you, and you can call me later if you uh, if you need any further explanation. <laughs> AF domains. Uh, I've already said thank you to you earlier in the patreons, but like fucking thank you for being a high priest, and thank you for all of your valuable input. Ease, same to you. Flambo. Talking to you with Flambo, talking shit with Flambo, talking swaffling with Flambo. Uh. This 2020 was a crazy year. 2020 was a fucking bizarre year for me, my personal development for in the keeping its personal development. Has there been a, has there been a better friend? Has there been any better friend than, uh, than a guy like you? I love you. I love your family. All of the valuable input that you put into this every, any time of day, you know, Again, night shift, day shift, whatever. I know I can reach out to Flambeau and get the answers I need. And I love you for that, brother. <laughs> Brand Flakes, we've already said thanks to you. Vince Steele, I shouted you out earlier during the podcast. But you know you know how I feel about you, brother. I'm not going to go into too much depth because I already said it too much during the podcast. In the Keep would literally not exist, would not happen, would not function without Gilmosan. Uh, the most underrated member of the community, easily. Uh, nobody goes through more sleepless nights than Gilmosan for In the Keep, and that includes me. The esports, the sh- just communication between people, the, the, the fucking tireless, hard fucking grunt work, almost every bit of it is owed to Gelmo-san. If not for doing it, then at least for delegating it. And Gelmo, you're easily, easily like a shoe-in. If the end the keep ever makes any money, you're going to make some fucking money, bro. I promise. Human Bones also shouted you out earlier. But like, again, thanks for being a high priest. Night Owl. Again, another one of those members that's been around since before the dawn of time, since before In the Keep mattered to anyone. A straight up fucking OG motherfucking Quake Champions player. Uh, anytime that, you know, the shoes don't fit, anytime that the fucking grits hit the fan, we can count on Night Owl to fucking show up and make shit happen. So thank you very much for that. Moose, same to you. You know, for <laughs> I've already talked to you about you earlier, so we'll move on. But you know how I feel about you, Zeb. For the uh, the countless nights teaching me how to play Warfork properly, and I'm still not any good at it. Thank you very much, Red Eyes Green Dragon. Fucking much love to you. I've already talked about you in the podcast, but like just hugs and kisses, spaced. Spaced. Um, I haven't seen enough of you lately. I genuinely hope you listen to this. Uh, you've been uh, very distant. Uh, I know you've moved on to bigger and better things in life, but Space was one of the original members of the Keep. 
before there was any podcast, before there was any thought of any, this ever becoming anything other than just a Quake Champions Discord, you know, pickup game Discord. Space was my best friend. It still is one of my best friends. And the the legal counsel, the friend counsel, the what should I do with my life counsel that I've received from you will uh, never, ever be forgotten. So I hope to see more of you around in the future. Finally, Nabe. Mentioned you earlier when we were talking to Dots, but Nave, you, uh, you fucking hit the ball out of the park every single time. There's no one, uh, that I can think of, you and Gelmo, uh, if I had to think of anyone, who will put in the hours, put in the time to show, because it's more, more, more important than money or anything like that is time. Time is always more important. You give up your valuable time to be part of this community, not just to hang out and play and, and be part of everything, but to contribute to our projects and to keep this fucking boat moving forward. Keep putting coal in the fire, baby. And I love you deeply. I think you're an amazing human being. I, I could not do what I do without you, and I hope you know that forever. So, all that said... <laughs> It's time to say uh, goodnight, happy Catholicus, take care, and uh, until next time, stay in the heat. I know y'all didn't think you'd make it out here without me saying thank you to a couple more people. So first of all, thank you to Igrak motherfucking Simon for this amazing music. This track is titled Catholicus, a true believer of the keep, always been so, always will be, I assume. I hope so. Uh, thank you for all of the contributions that you've made to The Keep. And thank you also to Amorpher, another great musical contributor to ITK, baby. You're both amazing. Uh, you are not <laughs> undervalued in any way. The Drown God loves you, and so do I. Happy fucking Catholicus to all. Happy